Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hello and welcome to another Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Oh, happy day. Yes, you can see this on YouTube, Miguel and Holly. Just mm-hmm. uh, type that in for our YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and a nice review. It's much appreciated. Yeah. Um. So we're going to just jump right into this conversation that we had on our actual on-air show. Mm-hmm. Um. So what we do on Fridays and Mondays, we do this thing called the love test. And Holly, what is that? So it's if you think your partner is cheating, you give us the details, and then we put said possible cheating partner to the love test. And that's just me usually sliding up into your partner's DMs to try to lure them into cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll provide, you know, like, I'll make it very easy for them to cheat. So then we see if they will or not, and then it kind of helps you figure out what to do next. And um, so on Friday's show, we spoke with a listener who was a little nervous because her boyfriend, they I guess they'd been dating since January, mm-hmm. and he mainly is is friends with, with gay men. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's cool, and that's never been a problem until now, but what had happened was that Tampa Pride was this past weekend, and he was like, hey, I'm going to Pride. Ooh, sorry, you can't come. It's for <laughs> it's the boys. me and my gay friends, me and, and I'm the boys. only straight guy. I'm yeah. the only straight one, all mm-hmm. the gays. Um, and so she was like, I was like kind of weirded out, but then my friends are like, are you sure he's not gay? Mm. And he's like trying to take this opportunity to just get it in over Pride weekend. Oh. So we did the love test. Yeah. And uh, and as it turns out, he's not gay. Yeah. And uh, I pretended to be a gay man, kind of trying to slide up and uh, and say, "Hey, how you doing?" And he did not. Mm. He, uh, he he passed the love test. He didn't. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in that particular instance, things ended well. But on Friday, when we aired, you know, when we had the first part of this story, an MNH fan member called up and said, "Hold on." I have seen these red flags before, and your caller needs to be careful. Right. And so that's where, Megan, we talked to you on the air for a little bit. But because, like most things, we are under time constraints on the show, so we can't go, like, in-depth like we can on the podcast. And so what was your original statement um, on the radio? And then you followed up with an email to Holly going a little bit more into exactly what you experienced when you were with someone who was basically gay. Right. 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 So um, I had been in a relationship with a, with a, with a man who eventually came out me as being bisexual um, over the, you know, after saying that he wasn't for like four or five years. He initially um, said something really odd to me. He said, um, you know, if things don't work out with us, I will just go fully gay. I never understood what that meant. That is quite a statement. Um, yeah, yeah, it it, it it really was, and you know, I blew it off at the time. I didn't um, question him more about it. I just kind of raised my eyebrows. I just thought he was exaggerating, you know, because of whatever the situation that we were talking about at the time. Yeah, and um, over the course of a few years, I questioned him about um, you know certain kinds of things that he was into um, that would indicate to me you know, that, that maybe he, you know, liked men as well. Um, but it, at that point, it didn't bother me because, you know, we were in a um, one-on-one relationship. And for me, cheating is cheating. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, he, he what, 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 the reason why I called was because, you know, he has certain kinds of, um, interests um he 
we have gay friends. We, you know, he, but it was mainly his interests. Um, and by the and, way, Megan, just so yeah. you know, we're on the podcast. So if you, you can go into all sorts of details that you want, everything's on the table. It's not like on the radio where you got to, you know, T- tiptoe around. Yeah. No, if you know, <laughs> you were like, Ooh, girl, he was watching two men going down <laughs> with each other. Like go for it. Okay. Well, I mean, that was basically, that's basically it. I mean, he had a certain affinity for um, gay porn. um, And, you know, just, I mean, it's a little uncomfortable and and awkward for me to talk about because this was my first experience um, with with porn, for instance, of that nature. That's a lot. So, you know, I, you know, it it was, I, I didn't, you know, it didn't bother me at all, and uh, because I like men, you know, You're so like, hey. I, was, I was, I was, you know, into the visuals, but, but at the same time, it it, it caused me to wonder because I'd never been um, in a relationship with a person who liked that type of porn or or, or, or porn in the sense that he, that what he was into, you yeah. know, just, I mean, the level that he was into because he we watched it quite a bit. Huh. So, um, and, and and that's another red flag. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and and he was, and he was generally kinky. So being, um, you know, kinky like he was and using toys and whatnot, it was just, it was, it was very new to me. Um, it didn't seem like, and I'm a 50 year old woman. So, (laughs) you know, I've been married and had, you know, boyfriends in the past. And, How long ago you know, was this, by the way, when you were on and off with this man? Um, it's, it's, we're pretty freshly broken up. So I'm uh, like oh. for oh. the last time, you know, like so, this was like six, two, two months ago. Oh my gosh. Up, but, but we broke up over the course of seven years, a few times. Yeah. And mm. what I had mentioned to Holly in, in the, the follow-up email was, that he, um, you know, shortly after he had um, said that statement about going fully gay, he he got a new job. He met this other man at at his job, and they became fast friends right away. Mm. And they went on to like do a lot of things together, spend a lot of time together. Um, he started, you know, going out with the boys. Um, so he would tell me, and, you know, obviously this other person was one of those boys. And then it, 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 would, it devolved to him, you know, staying out all night, but often telling me, you know, he didn't want to drink and drive. So that, so that kind of thing started uh. happening. And this was, you know, within a within like two years of the relationship. So this is this has been a long process yeah. of me figuring out, you know, what he was starting to get into. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that that struck strikes me was that um you know, I didn't have any other clues. Both mm-hmm. of these men are um very chauvinistic, very macho. They flirt with women. Oh. They, um, you know, like overly so, like in an exaggerated way. Like, like almost they, what you would consider to be like a very stereotypical manly man. Manly yes. man. Nice. Yes, very stereotypically. You know, like they, and and some of the comments are, are that they would make, especially when they were together, were rude and you know, and I'm sitting right there in some instances, and I'm just like, you know, I'm sitting right here. Mm. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah. So, and I don't know, you know, I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist, so I don't know if they're overcompensating for whatever vibe was happening or growing at that point between the two of them or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um but what I do know is that it came down to him, um, my boyfriend at the time, asking me to have him join us in the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he's 
you know, met this guy at work at his new job. They're hanging out all the time. Meanwhile, right. he's still looking at gay porn, you know, in his own time. Right. And right. then out of nowhere, he's like, hey, so uh, Philip should uh, join us in the bedroom. This this exactly. new coworker. Yeah, the one that, like, you know, you all talk down about women. I yes. want him to come in here. Yes, and, and get up in our bedroom. So wow. what, what did you say to that, Megan? Well, um, I let it happen. Wow. <laughs> A lot I mean, of times in relationships, you want to be open mm-hmm, yeah. and understanding about which partner's into. So I totally right. get it. Now, right. I tell me, you know, if it's too much for you to like, you know, obviously we're not going to get into like the the you know intimate details because that's your story. But like, how was that experience for you? Was it uncomfortable? Was it was it okay? Did they make you feel comfortable? Were you the star of the show, or, or were you sort of like a third side. wheel? Yeah, I was. I was the star of the show, so nice. it wasn't you know uncomfortable. We had had some to drink, and it it actually wasn't my first experience with that. It was my second, but you know, right. I, I was. You know, I was into it. I mean, the the the, the friend was an, an attractive guy. What what did concern me though wasn't really um, what might happen between them because now thinking back on it, I I didn't it, it all of that didn't click until afterwards. Mm. You know what I mean? Why that even came up? Yeah, it just you know it. it it, it's, it was something that happened organically. I mean, it was mentioned before, but it wasn't something planned. So, like, you know. the, like, like the actual threesome, basically. Right. right. So it was just it sort of y'all were hanging out, and then just drinks are happening, and then it just all of a sudden organically happened. It wasn't like y'all said, "All right, Friday at eight o'clock, this is going." To- <laughs> Everyone meet in this one spot. Right. 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 Okay. Right. right. So. Um, so when 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 that initially happened, um, you know, because we had been drinking, um, my in my mind, you know, I really only wanted to be with my boyfriend, but I did, um, you know, want to please him. So you know, even you know, even though it wasn't planned, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I don't know how we're going to feel about this afterwards. Mm. I don't know. Um, you know, if he's going to think, you know, because you read things and you see things and people, you know, sometimes have problems afterwards when they you, you, it opens the door up. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. Especially if you're not on the same page. So it, it didn't um, have that effect at all. Um, afterwards, you know, the next day, you know, I, I expressed how I felt a little kind of weirded out a little bit and he was very nonchalant about it. He was like, you know, well, sex is sex. That's all it is. You don't you don't need to worry. You don't need to feel weird about anything. But did that you know? statement bother you? Because if sex is sex, doesn't that kind of leave the door open for sex with other people? Exactly. Mm. It didn't it didn't at the time, but as things evolved in, in the relationship, um, you know, it, it did make me wonder, you know, to get drunk and, and you know he was, he wouldn't come home sometimes and say he was too drunk to drive and you know the other man had multiple girlfriends over the course of our relationship so I, I had no idea whether or not they were having sex as sex without me oh, you know what I mean? so so um and which you know actually I don't know it you know, if they ever had any other, you know, menage a trois or anything like that. But I do know, because he told me, that they did have um, relationship, intimate relationships with each other. Oh. Which surprised me. When did they, so, when did he tell you that? Um, probably about a year ago. So... This is, I mean, so this is the, the tail end of our relationship, obviously. The, the last year, um, you know, since we just broke up for the last time two months ago, um, that he told me that. And, I mean, he went into, and I, and I questioned him because I was like, well, how does that happen? 
You know what I mean? Because that's a big commitment. I mean, yeah. it's like, I, and there is almost like different levels of sexual things. Like, there's um, you know, not full on sexual relations. I mean, if it's just hands, hands or other mouths, like mouths. Yeah, ah, right. I feel like that's sort of a line in some people's minds where it's like, this is fooling around. Right. You get to sex. There's, and and like your former boyfriend used to say, sex is sex, Mm. but that's kind of a big deal. It's very intimate. It's it's intimate, yes. And especially. Well, he he was saying, he he said that, you know, I mean, he explained exactly how it went down. And it it, it shocked me because, not, not the act, but that it, he could just be in a situation where they're hanging out, drinking beers, and and how he put it, which was just made my eyes bug out. The, the one guy just was like, "Well, hey, I'm horny," and and then you know they just go to town, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, that's you know all this time I've been worried that you're could be cheating with a, another woman or you're you're going out finding strange people on the internet or whatever it is um because he was pretty shady that you know my my hesitation about why you were always spending this time with this one person was right mm. <laughs> you know you were cheating yes essentially with this guy and he told me that 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 was not cheating which wow. again blew my mind because if you are having intimate relationship with someone, um, that's what's that's blowing cheating. my mind. And right. what I loved, and because your email was lengthy, and so, I'm not going to lie to you, Megan. Sometimes when I get a very lengthy email, I'm like, "Hold Whoa. on, here we go," because you don't know what it's going to be about. Right. I sat in, in my daughter's car line. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, what? Like, she went into so many details. And I thought, what I thought was so interesting is this point that we're getting to, which is he didn't consider that cheating. Mm. Right. Even though clearly, I think as a whole, as a society, we can all say if you're having sex with someone else, unless it has been clearly established that that's okay in that relationship, mm-hmm. that's cheating. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so you made, I thought, a really great point about society and where we're at with all things LGBTQ. And more important than that, the scale, the sliding scale, and more so the spectrum of sexuality mm-hmm. and yeah. how... Let me be delicate. It's probably been a lot of women who have been hurt in a way by a man who is somewhere on this spectrum, but either refuses to admit it, doesn't believe it, has been told by society it's not right. Mm. And there are people getting hurt in this process. And I say it can happen in any capacity, like, you know, whatever gender. But I would say probably typically maybe painting with a broad brush, a lot of women who think that they're signing up for a straight man are getting hurt in the process because this man, A, doesn't know himself, B, is not willing to be upfront about who he really is. And that's where you got caught, Megan. And it really is. It really is. Because, you know, after, initially after he told me he was bisexual because, and this took a lot, a lot of coaxing him to, you know, admit. And, you know, afterwards I was like, well, isn't that, don't you feel better about that? Because I, I don't know that whether or not he had come out to any of his other friends. And I don't even know if you call it coming out. It's just, just what you, what you are, you know, but he, 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 it, I, I, I then, you know, did start to kind of question and wonder whether or not um, I had to worry about him um, finding not only, you know, if he was looking at men or if he was looking at women, it it, 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 it definitely complicated things. But for, for sure, um, nobody at his job knows this, you know, right. none of his, you know, people that he he interacts with socially from his job or in his friend circle 
um, that I that I know of, mm. you know. So now, Megan, um, what was the final straw for the relationship? What was this thing that happened that made you finally go, you know what? I'm done. I got to walk away. Well, ironically, he's the one that walked away. Um, what happened? Well, so um, the first, well, I, I sort of have to back it up just slightly. You know, the first time we broke up, he, it, it was a situation to where he was called away. We had something to do at the house on a Sunday and he, or maybe it was a Saturday, and he was called away to for his job to help, which um, he would do often. Um, both of the both of the guys worked the same job, and often the one would call the other, and that would be the excuse he would give me. Oh, he's got to, you know, he's got to go pitch in with such and such and such a job. So um, we had gotten into an argument because we had something specific that needed to be done before the end of the weekend, and he was like, "I've got to go," and so he left. And in his leaving, he. he he just never came back. He didn't talk to me. Oh he didn't God. call me for like three weeks until I finally what? called him. And at, by that point, he had had been shacking up with some woman. What, <laughs> what, what the hell? What the hell? Goodness. I can't make this up. <laughs> I oh. mean, Why did you take yeah. him back after that? Oh. Well... I don't know. I mean, I've done some reading on, you know, trauma bonding and, mm, you know, just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different various ways people are, you know, just. Absolutely. I'll say no more. Say no more. <laughs> it makes sense. It's very difficult to leave sometimes, especially once you have tried to get into the mind of someone and like you think you understand where they're coming from. But even you don't know, mm. maybe because it's one thing if he had finally opened up and been like, here's all of me. Take it or leave it. And right. you're like, right. OK, I can make a, a, a education based decision now. But he had never truly opened up. No, he never no. showed you who he was. It sounds like. No, no, he really didn't. I mean, he kind of showed me who he was. I mean, he he walked away. He left all of his things at the house because we lived together at that point. We didn't we didn't begin living together. This was like two years in. Oh. So he walks away. He's missing in action for three three weeks. I call. He's shacked up with this woman in her trailer. Um, <laughs> mm. Like. Three months into it, a tree falls on it. Oh. it. So then they move together somewhere else. Oh, and all my. the while, I mean, we were broken up for like an entire year. He would call periodically or, you know, he would want to come get his stuff and drips and drabs, that kind of thing. Um, so it wasn't like it was total non-contact, but we right. weren't hanging out together or seeing each other or, um, interacting with one another for about a year. So, um, what ended up happening was with that situation, that particular breakup was that he, um, she kept sending him to jail <laughs> for like domestic violence stuff. Oh, you know, what? Burning what? all his stuff, like his, I mean, this is like, this is Jerry Springer type stuff. I'm a professional woman. And it's all indirect kind of thing, you know, a lot of the drama part of it, you know. So he ended up not having a place to go. He moved into a different uh, place. And then she was out of the picture. He ended up putting her in jail. She went to jail for stealing his stuff or something happened like that. And, so over the course of the next year, you know, we didn't live together, but, you know, the relationship began to develop again. Now, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> I am curious about where you are emotionally with it now, because that is a, a lot, lot of stuff that you have been put through, have experienced, have had it. You know, I mean, you can't walk away from that unscathed. Right. Where are you now with all of that? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. That's why I've been really happy to uh, to get more information about counseling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I am 
going to pursue, you know, talking to somebody because I haven't, you know, you all mm. <laughs> are the only people I've told so far. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't have yeah. those friends that that would even would even believe me. Yeah. They would be like, you know, if I told them one tenth of what actually happened over the course of seven years, they would they would think that you know that not not that something was wrong with him, but more that something was wrong with me. But there's not. There's not. There <laughs> there may be some trauma bonding, like you said. There is this sort of thing. There's this sort of undying hope that maybe this person is gonna change at the at the eleventh hour and they can say very persuasive things, but that's exactly oh, yeah. what they are. They're persuasive things. Otherwise the change would have happened and you would have seen it already. Right. The saying right. that you can say anything you want unless you see has he gone to therapy? Has he uh, stopped drinking and doing drugs if he does drugs? Uh, does he stay out of trouble with the law? Like you would have seen these changes if he was going to change. Um, so that's why I'm just I'm a little bit concerned that uh, that he's still in your life in some capacity. He isn't. Good. I haven't. Uh, he. It's been completely total non-contact for for these last two months. Um, unlike the other two times, because that, the first time was the first time that we broke up. Um, unlike the other times, you know, he was still in my social media. He, mm. I've, he's deleted and blocked and whatever else from the social media. The only reason I haven't blocked him on the telephone is because he, he does have things at my house. Not Not a lot. Not like the first t- year. Mm. Get rid of it. Um, yeah. Get rid of it. Broke up. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. If he doesn't need it now, he's Mm-mm. never going to need it. No. Or if you want to just, you know, get a, a third party to contact him and, like, give them his stuff. Yeah, put him so in a box can, and let them yes. pick it up at the driveway and go drop it off his house. Exactly. No contact is best. Yes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know it went this far. Like, I, here I'm over here with this message of, like, you know, they're in, like the greater <sighs> message. And you're like, well, I just got out of this two months ago. Woo, girl. Jeez. Oh, so <laughs> A lot. A lot. So what do you say to someone who, now this may be a little hard because you're still in it. it. And we thought that you were a little further removed from it. But if possible, if someone is listening to this and they're like, wow, I think that my boothang, my boyfriend, fiance, husband may be gay by some of the things that he said, what would you have done differently in this situation with him when this all first started? Hmm. That's a a really tough question because I don't know that I would have done anything differently. Um, Because for me, the issue isn't his being bisexual because I don't believe that he's, he's full on gay. Um, because he he has he does like women and he 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 has been married he's ha- he's got five children <laughs> you know so he um i you know i i think i would have to have to think back to my the the first long term relationship i had because this is this new guy well the, he's not a new guy but my ex my most recent ex is the is the third long term relationship I've had. The first long term relationship I had, the man did come out as gay. Oh. At, and his living his best life open with a with a partner and, and yeah. everything. The 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 one red flag in that situation was his um lack of wanting to, to be intimate mm. with me. Right, and this is something that I discussed with another friend of mine. This is way back when I was in college, um, and when I explained that situation to her, she she immediately was like, "Well, he's gay," and I was like, "Oh, well, how can you be so sure?" And what she said was that her ex husband was the same way, and he turned out to be gay. Mm. But at at that. Um, you know, he, you know, their relationship broke up because he, he came out. He now, now the, the relationship I had in college, I don't know that he knew or 
and I, I certainly feel that he was in conflict with whatever um, his own sexuality at the time. Mm. Um, he, um, we had gay roommates. We would spend a lot of time um, at the at the gay clubs, and everything was great. We were, you know, it was it was kind of like the situation from the 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 um the love, the test? love test person mm, mm-hmm. you know the he he surrounded himself with a with a lot of people who um were out and um i didn't see anything wrong with that i mean i i, I it's perfectly fine and natural for in in the way that i my perception so you know i, I was just a lot of times a tag along so, you know, that would be the one thing I would say as far as a red flag would be if there was some kind of um, lacking in the bedroom or if you didn't feel like they were into it, mm. you know, because that definitely was an issue. Now, with this last ex, that was not an issue. He was highly oversexed. Mm. So. Wow. This has been really fascinating to hear this, you know, how it all transpired. And I'm wondering, you know, as our society becomes more open and, you know, you have someone like a Scott who, you know, you live with three gay guys, Scott, and you're very comfortable going with us to a gay club and being around it. You know, where's that line for, you know, uh, women when if they're dating a guy because obviously we're doing all this not to, you know, as a gay man, we're not trying to make anybody feel bad. But it's like you, as a human being, have to be honest with yourself. I think that's what it comes you, down to. Yes, before you enter yeah. into a relationship with someone and you're trying to figure yourself out. And then now you're taking this person down this path with you and they may not want to go down that path and they don't have a choice. Whereas you right. have to sort of figure out your stuff before you enter into a relationship so you don't cause pain and and heartache with the other person who's just like, I just want you to love me and I want to love you, but you don't know who you are. Right. And so you've got to take the time to figure that out first before you can enter into a a relationship. Mm. Well, Megan, I'm I'm so sad that you had to go through that, but hopefully as you're healing, you – you know, can take away some lessons about yourself and, you know, how to, you know, live the best life for you after going through something so tough for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) And good luck on your therapy journey because it really will help start to put some of the pieces back together. I appreciate that. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Megan. You have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Good Lord. That is just insane. But also, and I I should have asked her how, like, what's the age range for this guy? But Mm. unfortunately, that is what we are seeing because the way our society was, that like she said from the very beginning, you know, him and this coworker, would bash women and, you know, display the toxic masculinity because yeah. they were trying to overcompensate and cover that's up. And need to be. Right. And that's what you what we always say in the gay world is that the person that's screaming the loudest about how much they hate gays and how gays are gross usually ends up being the one that's being the creeper in the bathroom trying to toe tap and hook up with somebody on the DL. Yeah. And then they end up hurting their family, their children, and embarrassing all of them because they've never been honest with themselves. And I understand, like, I don't understand. I'm not a gay man who has ever had to think about coming out, so I don't understand. But what I do know is it must be very, very difficult to have that conversation with yourself for yourself. Right. But how much better would it be for yourself to have it before you take yourself down and then all those other people around you? Mm. Mm. The weight, you know? Oh, it, it makes me sad for the person and the family. Oh, absolutely. And and I, I've seen that happen where you have guys that come out later on in life mm-hmm. and you just feel because it's it's a shock, which 
let's say you're in the closet and you are in that space where you felt like it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. I, there are resources for you. So, like, there is someone that I dated, you know, some years ago that was sort of in the closet at the time. And I always, you know, I have a rule that I, I would never date in the closet guys because they've got to they've got to figure out their stuff before they can date. Yeah, like yeah. You just oh, that's said. that's right. exactly right. You can't. How are you going to be with someone and be a supportive partner if you have you you have no idea who you are? Right. Yep. And this person was that way. Like they were in the closet from from everyone. And they sort of moved the the relationship along a lot faster than I normally would have. And I sort of broke all my rules and I was like, all right, cool. Well, let's be in a relationship. And then literally two weeks later, they were like, mm, this is a little bit much for me. And so now I see them on social media. They are married. They have a kid. And some of the stuff that we did... And some of the stuff that he would say when he was drunk, I honestly full-heartedly believe this man will come out later on in life. You he don't will. think he is uh, bisexual and no. maybe he just... Because let's talk about bisexuality for a minute. Like, right. I could be... Uh, if I'm bisexual, I am fully also attracted to women, but maybe mm. I happen to fall in love with uh, the perfect man for me and I'm with a man. Right. Although that's still I'm still bisexual. Right. I've chosen and I'm committed to this man because I love him. Absolutely. And and I would rather talk to a bisexual person because, you know, as a gay man, if, if we're on the scale, the Kinsey scale of sexuality, mm-hmm. like, girl, I'm pretty much like on RuPaul's side. Like, I'm not. There's nothing about me that is ever straight that will be straight. I'm not straight at all. Okay. Okay. I'm very much on that side of the you Kinsey gay, you scale. You gay, you gay, you gay. I'm gay, 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 gay. Gotcha. So I think that just because of the intimate moments that we shared that like, yes, is it possible? I do believe that he loves his wife. He obviously loves his kid, but I do think that there are just some things that you get as a gay man that you can't get in a relationship with a woman. And you think, okay, let me try to make this straight in my head. Mm-hmm. Straight. Ha, straight. Ha, ha. Let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So you think that he is gay, not bisexual. Yes. And in the long run, it's not going to work out with this woman. Because if you were bisexual, maybe it would. Right. But as a gay man, there are certain things that you only feel satisfied by in a gay relationship. Mm-hmm. And homegirl ain't cutting it. No. And I'm telling you what, that makes me really sorrowful for her. Yes. Because she doesn't know. I mean, I don't know because him and I don't talk. So I don't know how much she knows. But it, My guess is not a whole lot No, if he was so closeted right. with you. And that was the thing is that he comes from a very religious, conservative yeah. background. And so, so much of his identity was shaped around what people thought of him from the high school he went to, from his workplace, from his church members. And I'm like, that's cool. But, like, they can't live life for you. Exactly. Like, you've got to live it for yourself. And that was one of the things. Well, now, granted, this was almost 10 years ago that this situation went down. And at the time, I was I was really pissed because I was hurt. Yeah. But then I was really embarrassed because I had gotten on the radio at the time. And I was like, I'm in this relationship. Like, he's not really open. I sort of broke my rules. And I was just excited because I hadn't been in a relationship in a long time. Yeah. And I took a chance. And then literally two weeks later to, like, then have to come back on our show at the time and be like, well, that was a short stint around the world. And I was just, I was horribly, horribly embarrassed by it. And then I, like, cussed him out a little bit. And I'm I'm not usually one to do that. But I was just very upset. And so then, like, maybe a month or two later... I messaged him and I said, hey, listen, I'm sorry that, you know, I was responded on not like I would normally, but you really took me by surprise. I hope that you heal yourself and you understand who you are before you get into another relationship, whether it be a man or a woman. Understand yourself so you don't send them through this pain. Uh, 
And this pain for me, it was mostly embarrassment because it was only two weeks. So we didn't have a lot of time to really form an attachment or, you know, really intimate thing. But like if you enter into another relationship and you're with that person for a long time and they think that you're one way and then there's this whole other side of you that's different, that's not fair to the other person. It's not fair. And it really, I mean, that can crack a person's foundation because you you find yourself not, it's like when you're in the ocean and there's an undertow mm. and you can't touch the bottom and you're not sure which way the top is. Mm. You're like, I'm sorry, is my life a lie? Yeah. How do I even believe anything that happened in the course of this relationship? Mm -hmm. I, you feel like, how do you even trust again after that ever? Right. So it's, it's just so complex, the Mm. issue. It's, I I remember uh, back in the mid 2000s, that was a big thing that like Oprah talked about and there were news reports about men on the DL. Mm. Um, And I have, I think I have a book somewhere from back in the day that this guy, I remember this guy, this black guy went on Oprah and was talking about men on the DL. And it was like this explosion in the black world because people were like, what? Yeah. This is happening? There's still a little stigma about being on the DL in the black community. Absolutely. And, I mean, we wasn't there another message we got, Holly, where someone said that, like, we would be surprised by the amount of straight guys that are married yes. that are on the apps looking for other guys. Yes. On the wow. DL. I remember that. And... I don't know where I read this because obviously everything blurs together. I read somewhere, shoot, where was it? Um, Somebody that was like a, some (coughs) man who's like a sex operator, like a phone operator or like, you know, something in that realm that said the same thing. You would not believe how many of my clients are men Mm. that need this escape from their marriage to women. Wow. Mm. Scott, you got an itch? No, no, I don't. I just did. No. Have you met any guys in your life that you think would sort of fit this mold that maybe would have a secret life that they're not living in their truth? Oh, I've known. I've had friends now recently that have identified their their truth in their later years. Mm. They lived a complete different thought process. And eventually it's like all of a sudden it's like. Wait, what about this? What about this? And now it's like, oh, my gosh, completely, you know, out and living their truth. And it's oh. it's kind of cool to see because we met as ad- adults, literally out and open. Like, we, I remember, you know, there's been people, not too many details to get specifically, but, you know, been in groups where it's like it's a pretty masculine group. It's a pretty, there's definitely a toxic environment, and, and they just weren't able to live their truth. And then you see after, you know, time goes by, haven't seen this person in a long time, and they're fully out. And it's mm. like, thank God. Like, I mean, I think... I think some of us did. Like, close our friends definitely paid attention and were, like, completely okay with it. And I, they were just in fear of being who they really are and saying what they really wanted to say and believing what they wanted to believe. And now you d- see them doing it, and it's like, that's cool. Like, you seem happier that way. You seem right. because you are living your truth. And I have I have really close friends that have, like, you know, they were even fearful to bring it up with our friend group mm. where, you know, they lived one way. I guess they just didn't realize their truth, and as it slowly came, I remember the conversations like, "Guys, like, uh, I'm, I'm actually like this," and we're like, "Dude, no!" Like, high five, man! Like, thank God, that's awesome. And they were they, but they were still in fear of even to bring it up to like their closest friend group. So it's, mm-hmm. that part just sucks because it's just I wish you know I hope one day that it becomes an easier you know reality check to be like, oh, you know, once you come across your own truth or learn yourself to you know your fullest. That you're able to just make that your new life. Right. Make that the life that you want to live. Because I get it. I get it right now because I'm sure there's friends that leave that situation that are like, wait, I thought you were somebody else. I'm going to, I can't be part of this friend group for whatever reason. That'd be ridiculous. But I'm yeah. sure it does happen. And that's why, you know, I think that's why one of my friends even thought that to begin with. Like, you guys still want to be our friend? I'm like, yes. Duh. Like, yeah. not even a question about it. But. I yeah. think as time goes on, it you know, there will always have an issue with it um, because of religious yeah. reasons and, you know, just, you know, super people on that side and the way they think. But I think the more that we can normalize it mm-hmm. and so there doesn't have to be this big coming out yeah. thing. Like, I wish that I could have been my authentic self growing up and I could have... 
you know, had boyfriends in middle school and high school and learned how to date and, you know, learned about myself. So I wouldn't have had to sort of play catch up emotionally uh, because so many of my gay friends, that's why we have issues in our 20s dating. And we have that sort of Peter Pan syndrome because we're emotionally stuck at, you know, age 12 and 14. So when all of our friends are going on dates and, you know, going through those awkward phases of learning how to talk to the other sex and how to date and how to be in a relationship. We're just sort of always the fun friend, you know, or the person that's just single. And then when we get to our 20s, we're like, oh, wait, how do you do this? How, how did we didn't learn? I understand, I understand that. I didn't have any dates in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and it can really set you back because mm-hmm. then you, you're just emulating what you think. Right. Like movies, TV show mm-hmm. you, and then you end up with a lot of wrong relationships because it's very superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's that's a rough time. Do you think it's helping now, though? Because I notice a lot of the shows I watch, like, there will be, like, gay relationships that form throughout the season. I've noticed, like, not necessarily me, but I notice if, like, other people watch it, like, you know, it slowly becomes more of, like, oh, okay. Like, okay. representation matters. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of, like... I think at the first, like, I remember, like, way back, like, I could see either friends or maybe family members, like, if, like, two guys kissed or something, it would be like, whoa, and now it's cool because you see, like, that same scene could happen, and I've noticed people in my life would be like, it just, it's, like, second nature now, and so I'm seeing that representation is, like, it is having a little bit of an effect on uh, people I've seen in my circle mm. in those realms, and I'm also seeing it just a lot more TV shows that I watch, and it's cool because it doesn't even become a second thought anymore, like, right. oh, a relationship. Instead of like, oh, a gay relationship. Now it's right. just like, okay, that's another, you know, character development going on right here. Right, yeah, let's see I mean, goes. it's a slow process. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and just look at our, our morning show. You know, like, I'm a black gay man that had my white fiance propose to me on the radio. Ah, yeah. And I was just having a conversation with a radio friend, and I'm drawing a blank on who it was recently. But we were talking about how it is insane that, you know, think about, what is this, 2021? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go back to, like, 98 in Tampa radio. Uh, this would have <laughs> never happened. Never. Could you imagine? Could Like, no, Just you Tampa can't. Tampa specifically, I'm right. talking. Right. No. 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 No, and also no. Right. And so when I, like, I was at Tampa Pride this weekend, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I hear from, you know, my community is I just enjoy hearing a story that I can understand. Ah, yeah. And especially after their proposal, when, you know, I had pretty much before I met Abe was like, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I've had I cannot tell you the number of gay men and women that slid up in my DMs and said, you literally have given me hope in life because I am right smack dab where you were. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so just hearing that um, and like I have other radio people across the country that will call me and say, hey, how do I like be Gay, not be gay, but like, how do I be open? And yeah. I'm like, you know, like when we do a topic, like coming up in the radio world, when we worked with Kramer back in the day, and we would do, you know, um, what's the biggest fight? What's the dumbest fight you got into with your relate, you know, in your relationship? And you know, it would always be straight people. It would be the guy or the girl, the guy or the girl calling in, and it would never be a gay person calling in because they didn't, they just, they just didn't. Right. And so now we do it or like blown off or the love test and you have representation and people see that it's, it's just like everybody else. There's no no difference. And so I feel like all of those things on TV shows, on the radio showing that it's just like everybody else. It's normalizing everything. Absolutely. So someone like Holly's daughter, Maya, you know, when she gets to middle school or high school and she starts to, you know, talk to guys or whatever, and maybe her best friend will be a boy and he's talking to other guys or a girl and she talks to a girl or whatever the case may be, 
it's just normal because yeah. that's what they've been around. That's what they've yeah. seen. Yeah. yeah. Maya, by the way, is a quick side tangent, was trying to, like, see how many gay people she knew. And she was, like, <laughs> getting upset that there weren't, like, an, uh, a whole lot because <laughs> there's you and Abe, obviously. But she mm. doesn't know all your friends. Mm. But then I have, um, we have a family member of a person who mm-hmm. is married to a woman. She's married to a woman. So, you know. I'm like, well, you got that. There we go. Mm-hmm. So she's just like looking. She's looking right. for it. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. You're going to have a lot of friends. Be like, listen, as you get to school, you get to middle school, don't worry. Because all those little gay kids, they're, they're just they're, they're percolating now. <laughs> just like when I was that age when you start to like realize. Well, and you like, do. She's seven. Mm-hmm. And she gets crushes on people. Right. So, I mean, I don't know why anybody thinks it's not the same. Oh, it is. For gay right. kids. It just It's just that there's this. And hopefully, like we've been talking about, slowly Mm -hmm. taking away the stigma of that, it becomes more normal. Absolutely. Because I remember when I was that age, when we lived in Denver, I loved Blake. I loved Fabian. But, like, I didn't understand. And there was obviously at that age nothing, like, sexual. Right. It was just, like, I wanted to be around them. Yeah. And when Fabian moved away, I still am, like, I just wonder where is he now? Mm. And, I, like, I have such a, like, fuzzy mental picture of who he was. Yeah. But, like, I, I felt that. But I understood at the time I couldn't tell anybody. Yes. I understood that I could not take, I couldn't say out loud and vocalize. Even though no one at that point had said... Don't do it. Don't do it. You just but knew. you see you don't see it. Right. So you're like, well, yeah. if I don't see it anywhere, mm-hmm. we always talk about guys and girls be, together. This must mm-hmm. be bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't help that you've got all the Disney princesses that are trying to find their knight in shining armor. Although right. I give Disney a lot of credit for doing like the Frozen storyline and Moana, mm. where it's strong female representation without the need for a man. Right. So I love that. But right. up until then, it's just been like. This is what, especially as me, as a little girl, this is what little girls watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's what your here's what your goals are. Hashtag right. goals. You find a man to save you. Yeah. Wow. So it's slowly but surely we're turning the page. Nice. I'm Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Don't like that. How? <laughs> Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M I G U E L F U L L E R, on all the social networks. Uh, make sure to leave us a rating, a five star rating, please, and a review. It, it's greatly appreciated. Yes. And thank you for being a part of the Platypus Posse. If you want some uh, Miguel and Holly stickers, just shoot me an email, Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.